Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. Well, you ready to get in the Word tonight? I said you're ready to get it in the Word tonight? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo. Well, it, it seems like we may be down to a t- two-week window. Ooh, come on. Where Yay. we get to see you uh, eyeball to eyeball. That'd and that'll awesome. be wonderful. Um, JL was just saying tonight how she misses Grandma Olita <laughs> and uh, how sweet she is. And just seeing her in, in person. Awesome. There's so many that we miss. It's all of you, actually. But until then, we'll just keep coming to Amen. you into your living room or wherever you might be with the Word of God. So we've come here to get something tonight. Thank you for that rousing <laughs> hallelujah, glory to God. Amen. And, and, you know, I just encourage you to, to just, just pretend like you're here tonight. Right? Mm-hmm. Dial down all the distractions wherever you are. Just dial it down and, and just hook up your heart. And just respond. Amen. And don't worry, people around you already think you're crazy. So don't, <laughs> don't worry about it, That's you it. know. Just give me some amens. Give me a amen. preach it, brother. Give me a glory to God Woo-hoo. and a hallelujah. And uh, let's just get involved. Let's get engaged tonight. Glory. So let's, let's believe God. Father, we thank you that we're now under the sound of your voice. And we have separated ourselves. Yes. You said that you reward those that seek you. And so we are seekers. We seek you every day. We believe that you have life to impart. We believe that you have revelation light to illuminate and to help us with our decision making. And we believe that you're speaking to us now. You're answering questions. Glory, yes. Thank you. And you're showing us with an illuminated path which way to go. We receive that right now from you. In Jesus' name, just lift your hands wherever you are. Say glory. Amen. Remember, faith uh, without works is dead. And so a lot of times when you release your faith, a sign that you really believe that something's happening is that expression of joy, that expression of thanksgiving, that expression of right? And uh, that gets gets things moving. Amen. Well, it's been, oh, I don't know. I'm not real good with time. Um, it's been at least a month, maybe a month and a half ago. The Lord gave me a service, and um, I put it on the shelf. That doesn't sound like me, but uh, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I put it on the shelf, and uh, as I was getting ready to uh, do something tonight, you know, it, it came back up, and uh, well, I figured let's go with it. Amen. So if you want to. If you want to put a title on tonight's uh, service, it's woulda, coulda, <laughs> shoulda. <laughs> I knew that was coming. That's awesome. The title of tonight's service is woulda, coulda, shoulda. <laughs> and uh, really, it's uh, something that you and I need to deal with. And uh, every believer has yeah. to deal with it. How many of you know that every one of us 
as Christians, we have skeletons in our closet. Amen. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. True that? Let, let, let me say that again. Every one of us has some skeletons in our closet. What, what, what am I saying? What are these skeletons in our closet? Well, first of all, it's missed opportunities. Mm, come on, yes. Remember woulda, coulda, shoulda? There are things that, that we think back on and we begin to consider, oh, if I only had done that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We all have missed opportunities. Uh, how, how about this one? We've all made mistakes. Could we even say sin? Oh. Yeah, as Christians, Amen. right? Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. And uh, we, we think of those things and we go, boy, if I hadn't have done this, it wouldn't have put me on this course and all that. How many of you have lost some relationships? That's true. Yes, we have. You know, we ha as, as human beings, we want everyone to love us. Come on. How many of you know that that's unrealistic? Yes. And some people don't like you as a Christian. No. They liked you as the party dude or dudette. Or dudette. <laughs> Amen. Right? And they just don't like you anymore. You, you are a burr under their saddle. And sometimes we think about that. I wish so-and-so, I had that same thing with so-and-so. Well, unfortunately, you're not that so-and-so that used to be when you had come that on, relationship with them. Come on, amen. And sometimes that can generate regret. Yes, yes. Uh, what about a death of a loved one? This, is, this has been huge in my life. I, I, I'm assuming it's been huge in, in your life. We've all lost someone very close to us, very influential, someone who was very... Um, so active in being such a blessing and a and a benefit to us and we've all lost that loved one maybe even multiple loved ones these are all wouldas and couldas <laughs> and shouldas and what happens is because of these experiences we we spend a lot of time remembering them we keep remembering the, the failures. We keep remembering the losses. We, we keep remembering these things. And they produce negative emotions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, it seems like um, talking about our emotions in Christendom is taboo. That's, that's something we, we hands off. We don't, we don't talk about that. Let's just put this emotional side of our being to the side and, 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 and let's just talk about the spiritual things. Let's just talk about the, the physical things and the financial things and, and all of that. But you know, we are emotional beings. Come on. Yes, we are. God made us that way. And uh, unfortunately, as Christians, a lot of us are carrying and living in the light of negative emotions those negative emotions could include being sad yeah have you ever met a sad person so, uh, someone who's melancholy you know the glass is always half empty yeah uh, ha have you been around those that are always in some something's going on where they're in a place of sorrow mm -hmm. All the time. And they're talking about things in the present tense that happened years ago yes Right? How about Amen. people that, that, that are just filled with regret? And we could be, 
we it's not we could we could be we are talking about you and I come on come on we have our time we deal with these every yeah. one of us yes, we're not we immune to this yes, we, we are emotional beings what about shame I, I was thinking about this other day this the other day something that I did to a grandparent as a young child and I thought about it and I I was I was I was shamed at what I had done. And I wasn't even a Christian back then. And I was still feeling shame of something that I did. I won't tell you how many years ago it was. <laughs> Don't want to do that. <laughs> but it was a long, long time ago. And it became real to me like it happened that day. Yeah. And I was shameful. I was so shameful. I, I, I asked the Lord to forgive me for that. And I had already asked forgiveness for that 50 times. <laughs> but that emotion was so real. And tangible I repented how many of you have felt guilt boy as parents oh my goodness you know I look at my kids and I and I I think I didn't do a very good job <laughs> right and we start to feel guilty this is a fun topic tonight are you having fun already Amen. Amen. but we got to talk about these things if, if we're going to get help. What about depression? Yeah. Anxiety. Do you wake up some days and it's just like you don't even want to get out of bed? Oh, me. Been there, done that. These are all negative emotions in our soul, in our mind, and given place to and acting them out can be detrimental to us. Yes. And so we've got to be very careful. Now, as we talked about these emotions, uh, a lot of people are thinking, well, come on, this is normal stuff. Yeah. Isn't it normal to have these negative emotions? Isn't it, isn't it normal to be sad one day? Isn't it normal to be, you know, guilty one day? Isn't it normal for all these things? Well, in the world, yeah, that's normal. That's, how, that's the groove of the world. That's how they live. They live under that emo emotional yoke every day of their life. And that's how they're controlled. That's how the enemy controls them. But can I say boldly that for you and I as Christians, being captive by these negative emotions, being influenced by these negative emotions is not Christ-like. That, that's not what the Lord has for us. I want you to open to John chapter 14. And I understand that we're opening up some things that we have suppressed. Um, apparently, I had suppressed that, that behavior, you know, that I did when I was probably, oh my goodness, maybe 11, 12 years old. And... Uh, I uh, suppressed it, and maybe, maybe I haven't completely forgiven myself for that. But we need to deal with these things. And so if this brings some things up tonight, that, that, that is a good thing. Because we, if, if they're hidden, or if we're suppressing them or ignoring them, even though they're still influencing us, we can't deal with them. So we've got to get them out. We've got to get him out there. Look what Jesus said in John 14, 27. He says, peace 
Everybody say that out loud. Peace. He says, peace I leave with you. You see, this is one uh, emotion that is a product of our spirit that Jesus left us. He says, I'm leaving you with peace and my peace. Notice he says, my peace. I give unto you. And he says, it's not the peace that the world gives you. So we see that there's a difference between the peace that Jesus gives us and the peace that the world gives us. He says, let not your heart be troubled. And, and a troubled heart is one that has a lack of peace. Yeah, come on. Uh, it's interesting. He says, don't let your heart. Well, that, that's describing a choice. I choose whether I have peace or I have a troubled heart. Come on. Amen. I choose it. Yes, that's right. And don't let your mind go off and say, oh, you can't do that. Well, if we can control our thoughts, which Jesus says, don't take the thought, then we can control our emotions. Yes. That's good. Once we start making excuses that these are things that just come and go with us, with us not having power over, then we are relinquishing our authority over them. And they begin to control our life. Yes. Amen. In a, in a negative way. That's right. And so, do not let your heart be troubled. And he says, neither let your heart be afraid. So I looked up peace in according to the Bible. That's a good thing. <laughs> Forget, you just, that's where we're going. According to the Bible, the peace of God is that which tra transcends all understanding or it supersedes all understanding or all thoughts or emotions of the mind. And God's peace is the harmony and the calmness of our spirit, our mind, and our body. And it supersedes earthly circumstances. And that's why most letters that Paul wrote, he begins with a, with a greeting, including the peace of God. Many times when Jesus appeared to his followers, he would say, peace be unto you. And so that peace defined in Scripture is the blessing from God, and it's harmonious with his character. Do you know that peace is the substance from heaven? If you want to know what heaven's like, I think one of the most overwhelming characteristic of heaven will be its calmness, its peace, its serenity, its calm, just, just so enjoyable. And so when we, when we allow that peace to begin to rule our, our heart and our emotions, we start enjoying the atmosphere of heaven before we even get there. Ooh, glory. Glory to God. I want that. Hallelujah. Come on. But now remember, Jesus said that he has given us heavenly peace, but he also said that there's a worldly peace. And unfortunately, the masses are being drawn to the worldly kind of peace. And us Christians 
as well have been looking for the what, what you would call the quick fix. Mm -hmm. Amen. And that's really what the worldly kind of peace is. I found out that in today's world in America, 25 million adults are taking antidepressants wow. and they've been doing it for at least two years. 25 million. And that's an increase of 60% since 2010. So in 10 years, people are looking for a worldly fix to their emotions. Yes. And they're taking these chemicals that are trying to assist in not being depressed. And, and, and those who are suffering, suffering with uh, anxiety. Also, we, I found that there, how many Americans are self-medicating with alcohol and other substances like the legalized marijuana that's now here in Colorado. So the ADAA reports that around 20% of those individuals in America that are suffering from anxiety or a mood disorder also at the same time are battling with a substance abuse, whether it be alcohol or drugs you can get on the street. Mm -hmm. Well, what are they doing? They're trying to have peace the yeah. world's way. They're using the substances of this world yes. to get numb in their mind. Yes. And just grasp for however short that window of time is under its influence to, to get some sort of peace. Mm -hmm. Now, all that the world does to try and make us happy is just a substitute of what Jesus has given us. Come on. Amen. And we as Christians, we need to wake up. I need to wake up. Yeah. I need to stop finding satisfaction in the ways of the world. Because yeah. we know those things are just temporary anyway. Mm -hmm. Even through your TV. Yes. Entertainment is another way that That's peace try to control their mm -hmm. moods. Yep. And... Uh, don't get me going on TV because that, that's probably not a happy place to go to. <laughs> so really, what is the greatest cry of the world today? I want to be happy. Yeah, come on. I want to be happy. And you and I have the answer. Yes. I said you and I have Amen. the answer. Amen. Have you ever had someone come up to you and say, why are you always upbeat? Why are you always happy? Amen. What, what's, what's your secret? Don't you know that that's the greatest advertising for Jesus Christ? Come on. Amen. Yeah, I like that. I've had people come up to me and say, what are you on? <laughs> I haven't heard that since the 70s. Um, <laughs> well, Jesus. I'm on Jesus. There you go. <laughs> I'm on Jesus, right? <coughs> so understand that God's peace is not just a promise for our spirit. But it's a promise for our entire being. Amen. And that includes our emotions. Yes. Look over here in Isaiah 53, 4. 
Don't want to take you. Don't want to take too much of your time tonight. So let me. Uh, I always try and pack ten pounds worth of potatoes into a five-pound bag. <laughs> so let's see if I could just cut it off at five pounds tonight. Is that going to be? Is that going to be? A, drum roll. Uh, I'm almost already oh, there. <laughs> I'm almost. <laughs> I don't I'm think almost that's there. <laughs> Isaiah 53:4 says that Jesus hath borne our griefs and he carried our sorrows. That word sorrows from the Hebrew means pains. That's including the pains of your spirit, the pains of your mind, your will and your emotions, the pains of your body. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace, the chastisement of our peace. You see, he paid the price for you and I to have peace. Amen. Yes. Peace in our spirit, peace in our mind, will, and emotions. That's good, yes. And by his stripes we were healed. You see, Jesus has paid the price to free us from every area of our life, spiritually, physically, mentally. See, I, see. I don't know why it's been this way for years and years and years. We, we trust God to heal the ills of the body, but we never reach out to him to heal the ills of our mind. It's kind of been hands off. Maybe I'm missing it, but it doesn't seem that many talk about it. Come on. Amen, that's right. Look what he says in Psalm 23, 1. It says that the Lord is my shepherd. Anyone know this one? Just, yeah. just shout out if you know this one. <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd, Psalm 23, 1. He says, I shall not want. That means I've got everything. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still water. Guess what? Verse 3, it says that he restoreth my soul. He's not saying he restores our spirit. He doesn't restore our spirit. He resurrects our spirit. He's talking about our mind. He's talking about that place of the source of our emotions. He says that he has restored our soul. He has restored our mind, our emotions. Understand that the soul is that part of us that contains our emotions. Understand that a restored soul is one that's joyful. Yeah. It's one that's Amen. calm. It's Amen. one that is, could I dare say, happy. When was the last time we had a day where we were happy all day long. <laughs> Amen, come on. <laughs> right? And that happiness that we have wasn't based on how well things were going out here. It was something that was emanate from inside. Oh, hallelujah. And really, Jesus came to give us that. Did he succeed? Oh, I didn't even, wow, that was like dead air right there. Did, <laughs> did Jesus succeed? Amen. I didn't hear you out there. Did yes. Jesus succeed? Amen. Did he set us free? Woo, we, are we just waiting to get to heaven to get it? Or can we have it now? Look what, yeah, right now. right now. Look what Jesus said in Luke 4, 18. He says, the spirit of the Lord. Everybody say the spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord. Is upon me is upon because me. he has anointed Woo! me to preach the gospel yes. to the poor. Get this. Jesus was sent to heal the broken hearted. Amen. Amen. Yes. He's here to heal the broken hearts. To get us to recover over the loss of a loved one. Mm -hmm. to, to get us over those bad decisions we made that, that maybe altered the you know, the, the path of our life, to get over those mistakes, to, to, to get over 
you know, losing this person or that relationship or this friend or this or that. He's here to heal us. Yes. That broken heart. Amen. Hallelujah. I want each of us to realize, and this is where this process begins. I'm not sure that we actually thought that we could believe God to be happy, to be free from the past. To be free from regrets. To be free from remorse. To be free from disappointments. To be free from guilt and shame. We can be free. Amen. Amen. And that's, you see, in order to receive anything from the Lord, you've got to establish His, his will for you to have it. Yes. Amen. Amen. We can be free in our emotions to the degree that we are happy. We are joyful. And get this one. Wait for it. We are content. Come on. Too many of us are looking for the next thing to bring that peace and that joy. And many times it's just coming from the world. The new house, the new car, the new girlfriend, the new boyfriend, the new this, the new that. And even and yeah, we we get we get a little bit of joy and happiness from it when we first get it, but you know, it's temporary. Yeah. Everything the world gives is temporary. Now I'm not saying you shouldn't, you know, contend for those things. The Lord wants you to have them. But but it's gotta be in the right perspective. And it's certainly not going to fix anything in terms of a broken heart. Amen? That, that healing of this broken heart is going to have to come from within. Now, I'm saying tonight that we don't have to wait to be in heaven to have an atmosphere of peace around us come on. that's emanating from in here. That's enforcing that emotion to be happy, joyful, and content. Now, what's the motivation? What's the benefit of being happy? Well, you already know the obvious one. Because lack of happiness is torment. Come on. And the Lord doesn't want you tormented. Do you know that torment is the atmosphere of hell? Yes. So if I'm under this yoke of being depressed, if I'm under this yoke of having anxiety, fear, shame, guilt, remorse, regret, that's an atmosphere of hell. Yes. And the Lord wants us free. Amen. And uh, we didn't get into it tonight, but that's one of the main uh, weapons that the devil uses against us to control us. If he can control our emotions or at least influence them, he can, he can point our life in the direction that he wants it to go. Yes. Yep. And it demotivates us to serve the Lord. Amen. Come on. Amen. Maybe we'll talk about that next time. The second thing is being happy and having it 
being displayed outwardly. Joyful, content, all those symptoms of peace. They're a witnessing tool. The world is looking for what we already have. Amen. And if we don't advertise it, they're going to think that we're just like them. And they're not going to seek what we have. <clears throat> but if you, on a regular basis, are always happy, you're always joyful, you're always looking on the bright side, you're Amen. always upbeat. Amen. You're living in the day and not looking over your shoulder, looking at the past. That's what the world wants. And they're going to see there's another way than the drug way, the alcohol way, the worldly way. And they're going to ask questions. Amen. The third thing is, is that when we're happy, we're free to pursue God. Hallelujah. And that's why the enemy is always trying to manipulate and influence our feelings. He doesn't want to serve in God. Come on. Only happy people, only joyful people, only people who are content are comfortable in their own skin, so to speak. Ooh, come on. Amen. They're the ones that serve the Lord. Yeah, that's it. Amen. Did you notice Amen. that? Because <laughs> they see themselves in Christ. Amen. When you start seeing yourself in Christ, awesome. you begin to curb those emotions yes. and make them to come in, into line with what you've got on the inside. That's good. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and pray, and I'll cut you loose. And uh, you ready? Here we go. Father, I want to thank you that you, Jesus, you have already paid the price for our complete being. Not just spiritually, not just physically or, or financially, but you have made provision for our soul, for our mind, for, for our emotions. And Lord, you have freed us in every area. And so, Lord, we choose to seek your peace. We choose to find out what is hindering us from entering into the fullness of the peace that's in our spirit and why it's not influencing our mind and our emotions. Help us to locate those areas, Lord, that are hindering us. And we will pursue your peace. And we will have it not just on the inside. We'll have it in every part of our being and we'll walk in the light of it. And we will walk in the environment of heaven while on earth. Lord, we thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name. So, uh, the Lord willing, we're going to get into the how-tos next week. How do I allow God's peace to umpire and to rule over my being? Amen? Amen. Well, yeah. I just wanted to share this. Pastor went to um, the 23rd Psalm, which is, if you know me, it's, the whole chapter is my favorite, one of my big-time <laughs> favorites. Yes, and I was just looking while he was reading that part. At the end of it, uh, verse 6 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you, me, you, all the days of my life. That's right. 
and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And to me, I mean, all the days of my life, goodness is on me. I already have it. Now we just got to walk it out. Amen? Amen. Yeah. I just got that. That's right. That sounds good to me. Hey, enjoy seeing you tonight. You guys are yes. awesome. We love you. And Thank you. Uh, you're blessed. Blessed. Yay. No evil shall befall thee. Amen. No plague, no virus shall come nigh your dwelling in the name Amen, of Jesus. Woo! Glory. God bless. See ya.